What's up, beautiful people? Hey Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome. For our American listeners, uh, happy Thanksgiving, because yesterday was Thanksgiving and we're recording this early, um, yeah. but we're still so thankful. It's been a month of thankfulness. We have a lot of really good news um, that we get to share. If you've been watching our vlog, uh, we got news that the windows are finally coming in on the house and they're going to be able to start. Uh, doing the rest of the work on our house. So we kind of figured, what a fun topic to talk about <laughs> on our podcast so today. Building a house, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep. The good is right here. This oh is the, the only good part. <laughs> no. I will say, uh, from the beginning, Amanda has been so organized. She has like this like these mood boards and these like like different <laughs> no. photo albums with like here's what the kitchen's gonna look like and here's what the and it's been so <laughs> inspiring to me i never thought i would be that guy who like loves to look at like house <laughs> stuff but it's so fun uh especially when you're in that dreaming phase and stuff that's yeah. obviously the fun part there's a lot we're gonna get into but you're new to the podcast thank you so much for being here uh and if you haven't already subscribed we would love for you to do that if you're not already left a rating we would love for you to do that we're everywhere podcasts are be it spotify podcasts apple podcasts youtube obviously as well and we'd love for you to subscribe give us a rating drop us a comment uh we'd love to you know talk to you guys in the comment sections as well or you can just slide into our dms over on instagram at the miller fam and uh, we love to talk to you there as well but yeah. uh, we're gonna get into it this little <laughs> home building thing so i feel uh, like this is kind of overwhelming to even think about talking about because it has been such an overwhelming journey for us so yeah. far and we are not through it yet so I, yeah. I feel like that is kind of hard for me when I'm in the middle of something that's been challenging yeah. like it's almost my tendency to kind of want to wait to see how it like wraps up and how we work through it and all of that before I talk about stuff yeah and there is light at the end of the tunnel though for yes, the first I feel like for the first time in a year and a half there's light at the end of the tunnel yeah on this thing yeah so we can talk about some of the challenges and some of the unexpected you know things that have popped up for us. But I think we wanted to talk first about why we decided to do this, how long we planned to try to yeah. build a home and have our little homestead and all of yeah. that. It's been years in the making, honestly. Yeah. So like if we if we really want to get to the beginning, you back up to when we were living in Texas. Mm -hmm. And as with many people, we found ourselves where we work from home and we could kind of live wherever we wanted to live for the first time really ever. And so we kind of started talking about like, do we want to live in Texas? To which I responded, and you guys, this is no secret. No, uh, no <laughs> offense to Texas, but I just, the heat uh, was not my, my thing. And I really love seasons, like four full real seasons. Um, and so we started kind of dreaming up, well, with music, like we have, almost moved to Nashville so many times. Yeah. Uh, and really, we thought we were going to be in a different area of town. Um, but when we moved here, like that just wasn't working out. So the economy, like the home building, everything, all of it, yeah. just home buying, 
in general, it's kind of crazy. Obviously, you guys know that um, different parts of the country, it's more challenging. Yeah. And there are so many people that are moving to Texas and to Tennessee, to Florida, that yeah, kind of thing. Especially. So <laughs> yeah. t- we, the, the first few times that we looked at possibly moving to Nashville, it was more affordable than it so is now. So much more affordable. <laughs> I kind of wish we had done this a couple of years earlier, no but it just kidding. wasn't the right time for our family. So I understand why that didn't like work out. Like the same houses that we were looking at then are like triple now what they were. That might were. be an exaggeration. No, but they are. it's not. It's not an exaggeration, particularly like Franklin area. Franklin is like, very it's expensive. nuts. Yeah, we weren't going to. That was an area that we were drawn to because we have a lot of friends there. The church that we go to is there. But as we were kind of looking at trying to find some land, maybe a creek, that kind of thing, we just realized that is not going to be an option probably to find at all. But then to be able to afford, it's just so expensive. So we started kind of looking outside of the box there. The the home that we ended up renting for a year, and that was another thing that went into this because we we knew we wanted to build something or maybe remodel something. Um, But we wanted to rent for a year so we could really figure out the area that we want to live yeah and that takes some time because we were relocating from texas which i will say i love texas i grew up in texas most of our families in texas so it still feels like home in a lot of ways um but we love tennessee we love nashville so much this definitely feels like home there are a few things i really miss about texas though Mm -hmm. if you are from texas or if you you've been to texas you will appreciate this i miss h-e-b Oh, gosh, It's like yes. the greatest grocery store in the world. It is. I do miss H-E-B. I miss Alamo Draft House, uh, mm-hmm. greatest movie-going experience in the world. Mm-hmm. I miss uh, the food, like particularly like Tex-Mex, like uh, Torchy's Tacos. I miss uh, Chilantro. Mm. It's like this Korean barbecue, Mexican fusion place. It's so, 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 so good. Yeah. But this episode is about home building, yes. so I'm going to bring it back in. But I have to, you know, I just got to sometimes float that nostalgia yeah. out there. When we talk about Texas, there there are a lot of things we do love about it still, and yeah. we go and visit a lot. Yeah. Um, but as far as Tennessee goes, this was a long process of us finding, even finding just the land yeah. of where we wanted to live. So um, with that, when we got here, Amanda was like, I really want to be on some land with a creek. And I was like, yeah, good luck. Number one. Yeah. And I was also like, I would like to be close to things. I would really like to be able to like not drive 40 minutes to the grocery store. You know, I want to yeah. be able to get to, to do stuff pretty quickly. And yeah. uh, we kind of wrote down a list of things we were looking for. And it did seem like there were a lot of commonalities that we had, yeah. but there were also a few things that seemed to kind of clash and we were wondering, yeah. how is this going to work? How are we going to find yeah. something that's land in a creek and is close to town? And, you know, it just didn't seem like there were, yeah. there was a lot out there and there were so many people buying. Right. And so we, re- we took that first year while we were renting to really look. And I thought, you know, oh, well, that's fine. We'll have six, seven, eight months. We'll definitely find something by that time. <laughs> and we looked at so many houses and we did a lot of kind of house hunting and preparation and that kind of stuff. And it just didn't seem to be coming together. And we started to get really nervous. Like, is this even achievable? Is this possible? Are we going to find this? It was really disheartening because like, I remember so vividly there were, there were so many times that we would go look at homes and look at homes that were maybe we could build, 
but they were like all in a neighborhood and you're going to like be able to like touch your neighbor's, you know, wall from your window and yeah. they're just crazy expensive. And we're just like, there's no way, like there's no way. And so we started to really get kind of sad and did we make the right decision moving here? Yeah. You know, was, but we were waiting and we kept looking and we kept looking and waiting and looking and waiting and looking. I still remember the night that we found our property because we weren't actually looking at we that moment. We kind of gave up, yeah. We had just kind of said, let's put a pause on this because we're getting discouraged and we're just going to pray and we're just going to, you know, ask God to open some doors if this is meant to be. And uh, it was one of our friends that had actually also <laughs> moved to the Nashville area. They're on the other side of town. So it's like, they're like mm -hmm. an, over an hour away, which is kind of a, a bummer, mm -hmm. but we love them dearly. And they had, they knew that we were looking for property and they sent us this listing that <laughs> apparently had been on for a year. It had been on a while and no reason, you know, it would have sold like the picture when he sent it, the, the, a little thumbnail that pops up on your text. It's like a dungeony basement that's full of cobwebs and it's like a rusted old stove. That's the picture. That was the picture of the house that they had posted. I was like, bro, what are you sending strange. me? I thought it was a joke. Yeah. And, but it uh, said four acres. And so we're like, four well, acres. You know? We're like, looking. it's on the river. We're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's just crazy overpriced. And we got the appraisal on it. We went and checked it out. We were like, well, it's a total gut job. Yeah, you know. it was a, a house, a, a small house. So first of all, we knew this was not going to fit our family. So if we were going to be doing this, we would be having to renovate the whole thing and expand, which is a big project. We were like, there's no way that like this is going to work for us. We're going to have to oh, rip yeah. it down to the studs. So we got the appraisal. Wait, wait. Yeah, the appraisal. Yeah, I'm sorry. So we got, yeah, we got the appraisal and it was like, I mean, they were asking like double kind yeah. of what it was worth. It was overpriced, which is why it hadn't sold. Yeah. And so we thought like, Maybe we can just ask. Just offer for them. them what the appraisal yeah. is for. And, you know? and we went back and forth a little bit, but then they ended up accepting they did, the yeah. offer. And we amazing. knew, and it was funny because, you know, you have to do the inspection and the inspector's like, there are termites, there is mold, there is, and we're just like, we don't asbestos. care. Like yeah. we're, yeah, there's asbestos, which now that one was, that's a little bit of a thing because you get the asbestos and you're spending $15,000 just to remove that. And, and it doesn't add, and any, it doesn't value, add yeah. any value to your home. So we're like, but like for everything else, we're like, yeah, we're ripping it down to the studs anyway. And so yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Um, so we did it and we started that work and that like, literally that was over a year and a half ago that mm -hmm. we, uh, put the offer in on the house and, and we thought, you know, we were very, I think naive and also, uh, optimistic and, uh, we just believed people when they told us things. Well, I will know? say the one thing that everyone did say, which we also noticed immediately is there is so much potential here. Yeah. It's this gorgeous home site and you've got this creek running through the back which is totally what we wanted right yeah you've got this older home that needs a lot of work but you can just see if you can just envision this home being finished and just having this beautiful land yeah. and a creek for the kids to play in and people can kayak through the water and it's just like it, we're like seeing legacy yeah. you know we're like seeing this is the property this is the home that our kids are going to come home to for the holidays that mm -hmm. they're going to bring their kids to yeah. that their kids are going to bring their kids to like this is a legacy thing 
You know, it's not just a, where do we want to live for the next few years? You know, right. we've moved around a lot mm-hmm. and we were just like, we want to set up a home base that we can live the rest of our days in. Maybe that's idealistic. I don't know. I feel like that's the dream we had in our hearts. And like we could kind family. of look at this piece of trash house <laughs> and oh see God. that dream, you know? Yeah. So the kids too, though, like our mm-hmm. whole family, this move was, it was the first time really that we as an entire family got to kind of decide like, where are we going to go and what are we going to do? Um, because we were working from home now on various different things. YouTube's yeah. one of them, podcasts, different things. But this was the first time that Stephen wasn't having to take a job somewhere that we just relocated for the, the purpose of that job. And we yeah. got to decide. And so the kids really had a lot of input into it. They were very excited and on board. And so when we showed them this property, they also were like, okay, this is going to be amazing. Especially when we told them like the house is not going to always look like this. Right. Uh, Cause it was pretty scary. It was, it was very dark and everything it, was original to 1970. You had purple, like Royal purple carpet mustard carpet, wood panel walls, uh, like just like there were random pipes sticking out of the ceiling that were like dripping water. There was just all kinds of crazy. Yeah. Blue everything. I mean, it was a scary, scary looking house, honestly. Yeah. Um, I I definitely caught the vision very quickly. And I, I think I can contribute (laughs) that to maybe chip and Joanna game. There's a lot, there's a lot of inspiration. Yeah. There's a, a lot of the houses that, You've, you know, if you watch those types of shows like renovation shows and stuff, you can see how they can take something that is just really in a bad shape and turn it into something yeah. gorgeous. And so I knew that that was possible. Um, and I just knew it was going to be a lot of work, but I was willing to put in the work. What I didn't anticipate is how long it right. would be. That's been the bigger challenge here. And we can yeah. kind of go into some of those. Yeah. So, details. I mean, a lot of people asked, you know, isn't it? just more effective, like more cost effective? Isn't it cheaper? Isn't it more convenient to just buy something that's pre-built or just to build from the ground up rather than renovating a home? Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe, yes, but there's <laughs> no way we're going to get that property, that view, that the dream. There was no way we were going to get the dream doing that. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people ask the question, would you, given the chance to do it all over, would you still do it? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if we would have uh, just bulldozed the whole thing and started from scratch. Um, I mean, we basically almost We kind of did to some yeah. extent. Um, it you was know. down to the foundation, basically. Yeah. So. But, uh, you know, I think the big question was like, what would you do differently now? Mm. You know, um, what have been the biggest snags and how has that been hard on our on our marriage and on our family i would say the number one thing would be um you know anytime your contractor tells you a deadline just double it at least because <laughs> especially during especially COVID during covid during yeah. right now anyway and look, looks like for this foreseeable future if you're thinking about building a home i mean you know Order the windows the day you put the offer on the house. That's been a big thing for us. Cause like clothes on the house. <laughs> yeah. Clothes on the house. <laughs> you're like, you don't get it. You you're buy like, windows, buy windows you're and like, you don't get it. the house. <laughs> um, but like our contractor told us like, Oh yeah, I'll have you in. Well, first we were going to try to do the basement and then live in the basement while we did the rest of the house. Yeah. That wasn't going to work. So we bought an RV 
thinking, okay, we've got, you know, we moved in basically November 1st of last year. And uh, our contractor said, like, I'll have you in by March, you know. So we were like, hey. We were thinking it would go faster than it would. I yeah. think we were definitely naive. I know a lot of people have said we were, were really naive. I think we were honestly just really just hoping for the best, Hopeful. you know. But the thing yeah. with home building is that you're going to get really discouraged if you're just hoping for the best on everything because there are always going to be delays and there's always going to be mm-hmm. hiccups and things that you got to deal with. Um, the biggest one for us that I think is avoidable for a lot of people, you just have to kind of know what you're walking into is we didn't understand with the windows. There's so many different types of windows you can buy. There's vinyl windows, there's aluminum mm-hmm. windows, there's wood windows, different price points and that kind of thing. We knew this was going to be a home we were going to be in for a really long time. And so we wanted to have these nice, beautiful, oversized windows. Um, And you can do custom windows more so with aluminum windows. And what we didn't know at the time is that if we had gone with vinyl windows, which are kind of standard windows for a lot of homes, um, we would have had our windows in a lot sooner. Yeah. But because we went with some custom windows, which I still, I don't I, I don't know it's hard to say that but I don't think <laughs> I would change it I think in a year and a half we'll be glad we chose to wait yeah but and the, that's what, sort the, of what we told ourselves at the beginning it was like they said the the vinyl windows would be 14 weeks and the aluminum windows would be 22 weeks and we were like well that's only eight weeks it's really two months is two months really going to be that big of a difference in the grand scheme of a home that we want to keep for right our life and our kids' lives and their kids' lives and all of that, you know. And uh, and so we did we did go with the custom kind of uh, aluminum windows. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said 22 weeks, and then 22 weeks rolled around, and they and were like, we don't know when you're going to get your windows. Right, and I think that's the hardest part is that there were so many questions that we had, and we could not get to the bottom of it. And, un- like, we couldn't find the answers. Like, they were they were not giving us the correct answers. They were just saying there's, there's um, labor shortages and there's like supply, supply shortage. chain yeah. and they can't get the glass and the, the glass uh, is apparently being made in Ukraine, which is yeah. going to be really problematic. When Side note, this is a, this is a billion dollar idea. If anyone's watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, start a windows company that you make everything from scratch and you will yeah. be a billionaire this year. Because they were saying, I'm trying to figure out how to do that. There were screws. (laughs) There was a certain kind of screw that they needed for some of the windows. We had like casement windows over the kitchen sink and different things. And there were like these certain screws that come from China and they were just not coming in. I'm like, it's a screw. Are you kidding me? So, um, there, that has been very, very difficult for us. We waited many months beyond that where the house was just sitting and, collecting dust and nothing was progressing really because they can't do much until the windows come in. There's nothing else that, that can be done on the inside. You mm-hmm. have to have a, you know, airtight home that you can, yeah. like if there's going to be a bunch of rain or something, yeah, let it's the moisture get in yeah. and destroy all the drywall and sheetrock and all that stuff. That was know. the most discouraging part of this entire process has been the past four or five months of just mm-hmm. seeing almost no progress yeah. every day we go over there and it's still sitting there exactly the same. I mean, I have cried many tears <laughs> over that and I feel like it's just been this roller coaster of emotion. Cause it's like some days you're just like, okay, Lord, we're going to get through this. We trust you. It's going to be okay. 
you're going to make this happen in your timing. Yeah. And then a month goes by and you're just like, and it's still here. And then you get discouraged and then you cry and then you're like losing hope. And then you're like, no, I'm going to trust the Lord. And then it's like over <laughs> and over again. It is a roller coaster. Months. And I think that some of the, like some of the hard thing is that you try to describe this to people and they don't get it. Like, they're just like, stop complaining. You know, at least you have your health or whatever. And you're just like, I don't think you understand. Like we, because we're optimistic, we tried, we're like, okay, we're, we're going to live in an RV while we yeah. wait. Nine of us living in an RV, which well, we thought it's going to be like, yeah, we thought it was a few months, you yeah. know, nine months later, we're like, dude, we can't do this anymore. Nine months you later know? with the house still in the same shape and no inside. We're looking, we're like, we walk outside and we see the shell of a home every day. And it's just like every day chipping away. And you've got mm -hmm. teenagers Girls and boys living in the same bunk room. They were excited at know? first. That's the thing is like we were all kind of on the same page. We're like, oh, we can do this. We're going to sacrifice a little bit. But in the end, we're going to yeah. be able to achieve this thing. It's going to be great. But when it is double the time, the timeline and you're still nowhere close to finishing and you, your kids are asking, when do we get to move in? And we're like, yeah, I cannot give you an answer. Yeah. This is so hard. We just kind of had to make the call like this is not working. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we're needing to wait longer. And so. Yeah. Um, we just decided like the RV is not going to be the long-term solution for our yeah. family and that's okay. And I think it was good for our kids to be able to see mom and dad change their mind on something or pivot and say like, you know what, we're going to go a different direction now and that's okay. Like, I think it was good for them to see that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was necessarily a mistake. I'm sure a lot of people would probably think it was a mistake, but I w going back to that, I probably would have made the same decision again yeah. because it felt reasonable at the time. It did. And save it, some money. We saved, what, nine months of paying a, an RV versus rent on a place and a mortgage? Because here's the thing you don't understand. You're still paying the mortgage on the property that you bought to mm -hmm. renovate. Yeah. So you've got that mortgage. Then you've got where you're living mortgage. And so that's that's a lot. And most people don't have... And us included thank the lord he's provided mm -hmm. but it's a very like disheartening thing when you're like man i don't know how much longer we're going to just be able to do a double mortgage kind of situation and people don't really understand that and you don't like we don't want to complain about whatever but it's like you feel that's like you're tough like, you're kind of yeah. like when is this going to run out when when you are don't we gonna, be wasting all of your money and we're all throwing of our savings, savings away yeah. we're throwing away like all the stuff that we've worked for and built and yeah. and so there's that and that's a very real piece so that's something to think about like if you're thinking about building a home mm -hmm. you know there may be some overlap i think if you're building from scratch it's a little different like a renovation loan mm -hmm. versus like uh a, an actual like building from scratch loan they're kind of different do we want to go um, into that loan stuff loan fiasco a little bit too i mean that's something that people should probably know about that we didn't know about yeah so there are obviously <laughs> there's different types of loans. We had purchased our property with the home on it yeah, and then decided to do the renovations. Right. And so we were going to get a separate renovation loan to do that. Um, and we had decided to, we had money in savings. We wanted, there was like the asbestos that needed to be removed, various things. We were going to do some demo. We thought like, okay, we're going to get a head start on this yeah, and do some of this demo. And then by the time we're like ready to close on this renovation loan in a month or two, We'll have a head start. We're saving We'll have already time. started. Yeah. Yeah. And so we went ahead and did that. We had basically the roof taken off. We had the, the it was basically gutted. It was not livable. It was already framed up. Like Part the whole, it. the yeah. whole second floor, the extra wing, 
we had done all that with cash yeah. that we had saved and that we had worked really hard. And we're like, okay, we'll we'll get a start on this. We'll start building the equity. We'll get a, a head start on the process so that we're not having to wait as long. Mm -hmm. And so we paid cash for a lot of this stuff. Well, the banks were kind of like, apparently, a renovation loan they are not going to give to you unless it is still technically livable. Livable, which I had no idea about right. this. This was actually a huge shock to us. So when we started shopping for a renovation loan to finish our property, all of them were like, we can't touch that. This there's no way. Yeah, this isn't livable. I'm, there's no roof on it. We're not going to loan you. Like, what is this going to even be? Yeah. And we went to so many different lenders and none yeah. of them would touch it, which that really scared me because I was like, what have we done? We've just yeah. gotten into this extremely expensive process and now <laughs> gonna nobody's going to loan us the rest of the money to finish yeah. this house. Are you kidding me? Um, we did end, end up finally finding a an amazing lender that yeah. is local here that was like, okay, this is like a construction loan, not a renovation loan, and we're just yeah. going to do it that way or whatever. It was um, awesome, and we're so grateful that we did, but it was one of those like, just so you know, guys, these, you know, this is like... Yeah. We, you know, don't rip the house. Don't, don't rip, rip your house apart before the loan is secured. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what you think. If you, and if some of you guys are watching me like, Oh no, Oh no, 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 no. You guys are so stupid. And yeah. maybe we are, but we'd never done anything like this before. I felt like we did some research. I, th I felt like we did a good amount of research before we got started, but we yeah. really didn't understand a lot about yeah. the home building process. And so a lot of this is like, you live and you learn, you look back and you're yeah. like, wow, like, now I know, right? So let our mistakes teach you guys yeah. not to what not to do. When you so that was like an extremely stressful time was first just trying to secure the rest of that loan, right? And yeah. then we get through that and we're like, okay, let's just keep going. And then the window stuff happens yeah. for so many months. And we're like, are we ever going to finish this yeah. house? Like, yeah. this has been so discouraging. And it's been hard to kind of in some ways see the kids discouragement it's been even harder than our own yeah. discouragement because you know that we're we're just bouncing around from place to place the rv now we're in this rental home yeah. and um putting the kids to bed at night we you know we say our prayers every night and we talk and we kind of let them kind of share how they're feeling and so oftentimes they're like like why why is it happening this way why is it so difficult why is yeah. god not allowing this to move forward yeah. and it's been a very, um, I don't know, it's been a big lesson for our family mm -hmm. in patience, in trusting God, even when you really don't see the end mm -hmm. in sight and you don't know how it's going to all work out. There were days where I felt like maybe these windows are not going to come in. Maybe we're going to just have to cancel this order and start over and it's going to be another six months. And, and it's just been really challenging and really disheartening in a lot of ways. But I think something that has been really good that's come out of this is that our family and our children have been able to see God sustaining us mm -hmm. each step of the way and building our faith along the way to, to where we're going to eventually be through this process. Like yeah. this is, it feels like it's lasting forever, but it's not actually going to last yeah. forever. And someday we're going to be on the other side of this and we're going to see how God provided every step of the mm -hmm. way. And I do think that it has built some resilience in our That's family. what I was going to say. I feel like the biggest thing that I have noticed is, um, and I'm grateful for, is the opportunity to teach our children resilience, to really roll with the punches, mm -hmm. and that things are not going to pan out, most likely, in a lot of your life, right? Not just yeah. in home building, but just in general. Mm -hmm. 
Most things are not going to pan out the way that you really ideally think that they will or hope that they will. And so you really got to pivot and change and, and roll with it and like get creative sometimes. And they've seen that happen with us from the beginning, from the beginning of like, we're going to just pay cash and get started on this thing. And then realizing that was the bad move, you know, changing things up and really going hard to find a solution and, and then getting that solution and then seeing how we, you know, did the RV to save some money and then decided to travel all summer and do photography for Airbnbs and get creative how to do that, you know, so that we could travel and also live somewhere that's not an RV. And then, you know, we thought our windows are going to come in over the summer. And so we got a, a month to month Airbnb that's furnished and, you know, and then our windows didn't come in. So then to see that kind of pivot and now that sort of month to month lease is up. And so we're moving into like an apartment and we're figuring all that stuff out. And so yep. like to see that like life will not go the way that you want it to go mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And that's okay. You right. can take initiative. You can get creative. You can be the one to You know, if you need to make more money, there's money to be made. So go make it. If you need to figure out ways to like trade your craft for something, there's a way to do that too, you know? And so like, it's been really cool to be able to show that to our kids and to watch them kind of like taking that on themselves as well. Yeah. And I think just understanding, I think all of us, not just the kids, but us in deeper ways as well, like understanding that like when life gets really tough, it's still going to be okay at the end yeah, of the day. That's right. Even when you don't feel okay. And it's okay for you to not feel okay. <laughs> like there have been so many times throughout this process where I have just not been okay. And Steven's yeah. not been okay or the kids have not been okay. And you have to like, you know, be really, you have to be very gracious with yourself because it's, yeah. it's, it's okay to struggle and it's yeah. okay to, you know, take some time for yourself. If you really do need to take a step back. Like I think that this has just been such a growing process for our entire family but I think it's been one that has strengthened us, even though mm-hmm. in a lot of ways it feels like you're kind of getting broken down, <laughs> right? And you feel like very yeah. fragile and very frail a lot of times. And you just, you know, you don't feel your strongest when you're going through difficult yeah. things, but then you can get to the other side of that and you can see where that strength has been built and where that yeah. resilience has been built. And I think it has been uh, one of the best things that has come out of this is that ha- it has strengthened our relationships mm-hmm. with the kids and with us, you know, yeah. and me together. Um, our marriage has definitely been strengthened, even though it's been tried a lot, sure. right? It's been really challenging at times, but I think it's it's grown us closer together and yeah. it's just fortified us in so many ways. It is funny um, that, you know, we've been building this house and I think that there would be a lot of opportunities for us to clash mm. on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And really the only time we've clashed is when we were trying to pick out light fixtures. Light fixtures. That was the <laughs> like, thing that has, I mean, all these big things we're talking about, like what that overall house design is going to look like and like the colors of it and just everything, like how big we want to go or like what it wants, what we want it to be like. Yeah. None of that. We've just been like, sure. Great. Yeah. Love it. You love this. That's I great. love this. We'll, Very similar design taste, you know? Yeah. But even when there hasn't been that similar design, like we've found it pretty easy to find common ground. Yeah. But we went a few months back when we thought the windows were going to be coming in quickly. We went and we were picking out light fixtures at this um, place that our contractor had told us about. And we could not agree on one single light. (laughs) Everything I'd be like, what do you think about this? And Stephen would be like, um... 
I kind of hate it. <laughs> no, I would say, I mean, if you like it. Yeah. We can go. You tried to kind of like hide, but you that. like utterly hated my choices. <laughs> utterly hated them. There were a couple of times where you're just like, I hate that. Uh, yeah. And same, same for me though. Same, like there yeah. are times where you pick things out and I'm just like, that's not going to work. good. Yeah. I think so. we did land on good things though, eventually. Yeah. I feel like we have now to the point where we have a few things kind of in the queue where we're like, okay, when yeah. we're ready to, to get these, we know what we want now. Yeah. But that is just so funny. There are, there are certain things I think you just don't uh, you don't expect, right? It's unexpected to yeah. agree on a lot of these things and then clash over lights. Because you but. think like, oh, lights, they're just so like, mm-hmm. that will be easy, you know? Yeah. But the light is such a centerpiece for a room in so many cases, you know? Like, you can't see them, but Sean and Andrew here in the studio here have like these great, what are they called? Like basket, woven basket lights. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're cool. Cute. And I love them. I love them. Uh, it's a, it's it draws the eye. It really know? can make a room look so much yeah. better. But anyway, so was there other things we wanted to, to cover, or is this? I know this was a lot, but it is a lot. And basically, you know, I think if you could go back, we'll end with this. If you could go back to a year and a half ago and coach your younger self. What would you do differently now? I don't think I would make different choices as far as the house goes, other than getting that loan before we ripped the roof <laughs> off. That, that would be that a would big, be one. The big one. But I and think ordering the windows as soon as we did. Yes. But the biggest thing I would coach myself on is not necessarily the choices that we made, but the perspective mm. going into it. Um, just being able to go into it with an understanding that it, it is going to be harder than you think. Mm. Like I thought this is going to be challenging, but I didn't anticipate how challenging. <laughs> and I think that if I could have coached myself to just kind of have a, I don't know, a better understanding and just like an awareness about it to where I wasn't going to, necessarily get so discouraged it's not hgtv where you get you buy the house and then 30 minutes later right you have a renovated house or even three months later like we did a massive project this was our first one like we have done home renovation stuff before where we've like you know put in new tile or we don't did a kitchen renovation honestly in st louis but yeah uh, we had a contractor for a lot of that but we did a lot of it ourselves as well yeah and that was a lot of hard work so i feel like we had some experience with that but we had never gutted a house yeah and expanded it out and like done this huge renovation and so i just think that we we just didn't understand how long of a process it would be yeah and so i think that perspective is so key in this yeah and making sure that you don't like you can be idealistic that's great and stuff but you got to be grounded because you yeah otherwise you're just gonna you're gonna get tossed about by all of these things that pop up when it comes to renovations and i do think that now having been through this for about a year and a half now we are a lot more grounded if that's the right word like things are not just kind of like I don't know, affecting us as much. Yeah. It takes a lot more to kind of we got the hope crushed now. out of us a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> or or the discouragement crushed out of us to now where it's like, you know, I, I wanna have a, a positive perspective on things and I don't wanna 
like nobody likes the feeling of just like being out right. of control or feeling yeah. like just hopeless or desperate or whatever. Like mm-hmm. th- that's a terrible feeling. But the, the truth is that in life, whether you're building a house or any of these other things, there's going to be so many moments where that is what you're going to, you can experience things that are going to tempt you to feel desperate and hopeless and out of control. And I think that it's so key that, um, like for me, for my, my faith to be able to just lean into that mm. and not just with your words and with your mind knowing like, okay, I trust the Lord, but like really on a day to day basis, like, what are you hoping in? Are you hoping that those windows are coming in tomorrow? And if not, you're not going to be okay. Or are you hoping that yeah. regardless of what today looks like, you're going to be okay because the Lord's going to be with you each step of the way. And you know that he's going to be taking care of you, you know? So this is why I married her guys. This is like <laughs> this perspective Oh my gosh. I need that. I needed that right now. I just needed to hear that just now. Mm. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we'll end with this little beautiful people segment. And we haven't done one of these in a little bit. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty cool one, guys. Um, today's feature is a guy named Chris uh, Nickick. I think that's how he says his last name. I watched the video mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like kind of a loud speaker and you can't quite hear it, but it's, I think it's Chris Nickick, but he's the first athlete with Downs syndrome to have completed the Ironman world championship in Kona, Hawaii. He celebrated his 23rd birthday after crossing the finish line with his volunteer guide and accomplished the feat with Downs during Downs syndrome awareness month. He said, I rarely saw anyone who looks like me in mainstream sports and now we're changing that running changed my life but now i want everyone like me to see it's possible for them too the iron man if you guys are unfamiliar it has three events so you have to do a 2.4 mile swim which holy cow that's a lot of swimming a 112 mile bike ride which goodness and a 26.2 mile run and chris completed them all so we're going to drop that article in the show notes so you guys can check that out for yourselves but man that's encouraging and just goes to show like you can do it, you know, like yeah. you can do it. So no matter what your limitations are, there are opportunities for you to do something extraordinary and phenomenal. And um, so man, we're grateful for so that story and we're grateful for you guys. Again, if you've not already subscribed, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review for us. We can't wait to see you guys next week. We've only got a couple episodes left this year and uh, they're going to be good ones. I'll be on the lookout. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.